0: Welcome to Menu Stories, a podcast where we get to know the stories about the people and restaurants behind the food we love, starting with San Francisco. I'm your host, Rebecca Goberstein. Today, we meet the team behind Old Bus Tavern. In what used to be a small, casual Mexican restaurant, Old Bus Tavern offers a sun-drenched, 70s-style, Volkswagen-inspired vibe, upscale food, a full cocktail program, and its own beer brewed in the restaurant. You can hear the brewery hard at work in the background of this interview. Let's have a listen. We
1: are at Old Bus Tavern with all partners and the chef. We've got uh, John Zerinsky, Jimmy Simpson, Ben Buchanan, and Chef Max Snyder. Thank you all for joining us.
2: Thank you. you. It's
3: great to be here.
1: (laughs) In, uh, In your own words, can you describe Old Bus Tavern and what your roles are?
3: Old Bus Tavern is a restaurant, brewery, bar um, I am. This is Ben speaking. I'm the brewmaster. Um, Jimmy is our front of house general manager. Max is the chef, and John is um, leads the operations and management.
1: Um, how did how did all of you meet?
3: Uh, John and I went to college together. Um, we met Jimmy through a uh, mutual friend, and. Um, Max, we met on Craigslist.
1: As most great friendships and working <laughs> relationships are these days. Where did uh, Where did you all grow up?
4: I grew up in Washington, D.C. Okay. In uh, Connecticut. Oh uh, yeah, no, I grew up in Austin, Texas. Uh, I also grew up in Connecticut.
1: So what brought all of you to San Francisco?
3: Uh, I came out here uh, initially kind of a combination of work and just wanting to move out here. Uh, I had some friends who had been living out here and um, so nothing, nothing about good, nothing but good things about the Bay Area. And so I was kind of excited to uh, try something new. And so I was able to transfer out here through my through my job at the time.
1: Which was.
3: I was working in uh, commercial construction. Wow. Business development and marketing.
1: What about the
2: rest of you? So yeah, I came out here during college at one point. I um, took a break from college and I moved out here and uh, was kind of just floating around. But I fell in love with the city and he always wanted to come back and then uh, fast forward a few years my friend Luke was starting a company called Luke's Local Um, and you know he offered me a job working at Luke so I just jumped on it and came out to start that. Um,
5: I came out here to cook and uh, that's kind of what has kept me here to the the ingredients that are available in this area and uh, just kind of like constant wild bounty
4: that, you know, we're surrounded by even just in the neighborhood over here. So. Yeah, I um, had visited uh, San Francisco a few times for work and kind of fell in love with uh, the Bay Area, you know, uh, just the access to the oceans and the mountains, the beer, the food, uh, the people, just everything about uh, the Bay Area really just appealed to me. So it was just, uh, you yeah, um, know, by choice. So, yeah, Ben and I, you know, started college kind of just, you know, drinking beers together. Um, and afterwards, we were both living in D.C. and, um, you know, remained friends. And um, Ben was actually, you know, got a homebrew kit. And we started kind of homebrewing together and, you know, kind of progressed there for a few years. And then um, we both ended up out here and just picked up kind of where we left off uh, with brewing and brew more and more often uh, until uh, we decided we wanted to really make brewing our, our career. We decided that we had to make the jump to a professional world.
1: When did the concept for actually turning that, turning what you were doing with, with homebrewing actually into something that you really
3: wanted to do professionally? Uh, That was a slow build. I mean, uh, John and I, as far back as um, when we were still in D.C. six years ago, six, seven years ago probably is when he first hatched the idea of wanting to um, jump to brewing professionally. And it took a while for that idea to germinate and we discussed it um, over and over and kind of the idea evolved and um, eventually we Realized that uh, we wanted to do a brew pub as opposed to a production brewery, a um, variety of reasons behind that decision, but that uh, you know, basically took us to the, the concept of Old Bus the way it is today.
4: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a totally straight line. I mean, initially we were going to be just a little, little brewery, uh, you know, some you know, prepared food, you know, and then getting involved with Jimmy made us realize we could, you know, do a full service restaurant and you know kind of expand our, our offering and then finally you know with chef max coming coming on the team we realized you know not only do a restaurant do a restaurant with some really interesting food and not just kind of traditional kind of you know pub grub fare so yeah you know, it evolved over time as the team grew yeah it continues to evolve really
1: so i'll jump to some chef max questions what was it about old bus tavern that made you want to join the team you've had some pretty um different types of experiences across the city like you you came from Cezanne which is one of the city's kind of
5: most known
1: upscale uh, fine dining restaurants and then you've had a variety of other experiences so you have this kind of rich background what made you decide to? well
5: initially it was the location so uh, I was excited to hear about an opportunity in the neighborhood I just live up the hill so that's kind of what what got me you know looking in the first place I can always kind of like imagine Potential for things, um, and I, when I first saw the space, it was really raw. And um, talking to these guys, it sounded like they had kind of a, you know some you know like somewhat of an open attitude about you know where they were going with the you know the restaurant. Component. So I like that. Something that I could uh, at least you know apply my you know, interpretation to. At least it wasn't a blank slate. They were like the first time we talked, we talked about chili. Um, <laughs> But they didn't have any really specific ideas about what the chili was and uh, they were they were open to serve uh, spicy chilies versus like a mild chili, so I was you know, I connected with that immediately instead of like, you know, trying to give it create a chili that, you know, kind of appeals to everyone at all times, doing something that's more about, you know, kind of the, the personality of the dish. So
1: so what got you into the restaurant industry in the first place?
5: Um, like the kind of like multi uh, faceted engagement of it, challenging and uh, you know, sort of like fully rigorous. It's an exertive profession, you know, requires all of your attention and energy. And I think I generally like to be drawn to things like that.
1: What was your first restaurant job?
5: Um, I started in more casual restaurants, um, you know, as a teenager doing like sandwiches and <laughs> pizza, etc eventually started working in a little little bistro in Austin and that kind of um, led me to like the, the bigger culinary world and cookbooks and you know learning about restaurants in California and whatnot. That's what brought me out here initially. Um, and then I spent a few years in New York and ultimately decided to come back to California because of uh, you know the quality of life here and the ingredients and everything else. Yeah.
1: What about the rest of you, have any of you worked in the service or restaurant industry before opening up all bus?
3: Uh John and I both have pretty limited experience. Um, He he worked in a bar in college. I worked in a bar um, one summer during college. Um, But pretty limited for us. Jimmy definitely has more of a background.
2: Yeah, I guess um, in high school, um, you know, you turn 16, your parents are like, okay, it's time to get a job. (laughs) Um, I ended up at a snack bar at the local country club. It was a lot of fun. I really liked it. I kind of kept working in casual snack bar type environments. And then, uh, then all through college, I worked a little bit more upscale, kind of steak houses. Um, and then after college, I kind of left the restaurant world for a little bit, but stayed in the food world, kind of working for Luke's Local and working for a juice company. Um, and then a couple of years ago, I got back in the restaurant world, and uh, just because I missed it so much. And, uh, what did you miss about it? Um, I think I missed like, the, the team aspect of it the camaraderie the people you meet um, every night's different it's, it's certainly not a boring job mm-hmm. um, i don't like being behind a desk and you know just kind of be inspired by the people around you
1: for each of you what was the first your first memory kind of involving food and why like what what do you think inspires you now now that you have Old bus tavern and Nine months
4: in. My mom, growing up, uh, used to bake fresh bread um, a couple times a week. So the smell of being in the kitchen, you know, bread baking is one that kind of stands out. I don't know if it's my first food memory, but definitely one that, of course, it's kind of stuck with me. Um,
5: Yeah, I guess, yeah, my mom's cooking. I guess everybody's going to say the same thing, probably. Yeah. (laughs) It's It's probably like the smell of garlic, maybe. I don't know. You know, that's one thing that was always constant in my mom's cooking.
2: Yeah, I guess, I mean, just like these guys said, I, I grew up in a household where we had family dinner every night. With meals, um, it, it was more about just eating food. It was like a, it was really important to my parents that every night we all sit down around the meal table together and we share what we did that day together. And like the whole communal aspect of dining um, has really like kind of resonated with me. It's probably why I like I love restaurants so much. And you know, who needs a to form of entertainment to go out and share a meal with someone, talk about your day, talk
3: about your week, and I really connect on that level. Yeah, yeah I, I would say a very similar experience, I have a pretty big family, I have three brothers, and so very hectic household growing up, and um, it was very important to my mom to get us all at the dinner table every night, and you know, have a, at least a short period of hopefully some sanity and serenity for a little bit. Um, so that I definitely um, that stuck with maybe the power of foods really bring people together in a in a powerful way.
1: Chef, how would you describe the menu that you came up with, and and why did you take the direction that you did?
5: You know, it's a seasonal menu, so that's kind of uh, where most of the information comes from.
1: Mm-hmm. How does it complement? How does the menu complement the the beer and the the bar menu?
5: Well, it's not um, it's not like a conscious. It's not a specific effort to match dishes with, you know, beer. Mm-hmm. I think it's just kind of uh, overall trying to make the menu uh, balanced and cohesive as a whole, and you know, make each dish balanced on its own. Um, and then from there, I think it becomes—it's pretty natural to you know, pair it with with anything, with beer or apple juice. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah.
4: I think the the reverse has definitely happened to some extent. You know, I think Ben and I have, uh, you know, uh, we've changed some recipes to make them a little bit more balanced, a little bit, you know, a little bit more kind of food friendly. Uh, you know, we have a beer that used to be an IPA and is now more kind of a, you know, pale ale, just to allow it to exist better um, here in the restaurant, you know, with the food and not be, uh, you know, overpowering anything else we're doing. So I think, you know, um, we've made some, some adjustments in the brewery, but, but I think, as Max said, the idea is ultimately that, you know, everything we do here, you know, kind of stands on its own and is harmonious because it's, you know, individually working and then you know, um, we allow people to you know experience it the way they want, whether it's just coming in for beers, whether it's a meal with with beer, or with wine, or with cocktails, but to you know kind of provide um, elements that you know they can choose from themselves. Um, part
3: of it. Yeah, we're all. I think we're basically just trying to achieve balance with with the with the beers and the cocktails and the food, obviously. Um, but we haven't. I wouldn't say that we're we're specifically trying to marry a, a beer to a dish. Um, we, we like to keep it a little more fluid than that.
1: So there's no kind of errors about what you should be ordering, what what kind of drink?
3: No,
5: it's kind of can, open to yeah. you, know, you know, like John said, however how people want to, you know, utilize the menu. It's it's set up to function, you know, as like snacks at the bar, but then we also have have it sort of you know set up to where you can easily do a multi-course, you know, meal, you know, at
4: the bar or in the dining room. While we definitely, you know, talk about what we're doing, you know, the idea is also that, you know, Max in the kitchen, you know, Ben in the brewery, and, you know, Rachel and our bar team are all kind of, you know, empowered to take things in the direction that they want to take them, that no one feels like they have to, you know, bend their path to, you know, fit the kind of this structure that we're imposing, you know, it's kind of, you know, kind of these three creative kind of avenues that all complement each other but don't necessarily need to be steered the same way.
1: Speaking of the neighborhood, why did uh, why did you guys choose Bernal Heights for the location for our Old Bus Tavern? Uh, we know been, why Chef. Sorry, yeah. we know why Chef chose the, oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. location. The chose yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, I've been living here for a couple of years. I really like the neighborhood. Um, it's social and fun, but also you know, a little more low key and peaceful than the Mission. Um, but you know, you're still close by to a lot of exciting stuff in the city. Uh, Jimmy was working, um, you know, he he was the general manager down the street at Pizza Hacker, uh, so he's familiar with the area as well, and um, that was really instrumental in us finding this um, location, just, you know, approaching all the local, you know, any any available property in in the area, um, and we were able to find this one. How
1: do you think the neighborhood has sort of been receptive Um, to the restaurant. There's a lot of new restaurants popping up in this neighborhood, it seems like. so. What what has that been like, and how has the neighborhood been to you guys?
3: Uh, I'd say very positive. People are really excited to have uh, a great local neighborhood restaurant, a local brewery, um, neighborhood bar. We we are all those things, and pretty much all our neighborhood uh, guests, really, they always tell us how happy they are to have us here. So that really is a makes us really happy it's very exciting
0: this is rebecca goberstein and you're listening to menu stories a podcast where we get to know the stories about the people and restaurants behind the food we love we'll be right back with old bus tavern how do you think old bus tavern
1: It is a small city, after all. So even if it's not in the neighborhood, people probably kind of lump brewpubs together.
3: I think I think that our offerings are, are quite unique. Um, you know, throughout the city, there are there are other pubs, but I think that our food, having you know really elevated food, not just doing um, you know simple pub grub, um, sets us apart. And we also try to have the bar program stand on its own as well as as, as a one of the best cocktail bars in the city um, and and so we're just trying to have the, the three-pronged approach and just try to do each one strong enough that it you know, could stand on its
4: own but having everything under one roof is really what it's all about yeah. it's also um, you know one of the things that's great about being uh, a small brewery in the city of San Francisco is being part of this community of other brewers. You know, the brewing community in San Francisco is incredibly collaborative, whether it's collaborating on, on beers like we have with, for example, Harmonic over in the dog patch, whether it's sharing yeast, you know, sharing hops, um, you know, sharing ideas, um, you know, it's really, um, really cool how uh, the breweries in town really work together to support each other. Um, and that's one of the things that uh, we were kind of surprised by was how, you know, how, how welcoming the brewing community was to a couple of guys like us who come from a home-brewing background and haven't brewed anywhere else in the city. Uh, and how um, there's you know people are doing their own things, but also willing to share. Um, and it's also cool that you know a lot of these brew clubs both in terms of the overall concept, but really have their kind of own focus on beers. You know, whether it's Magnolia with the uh, you know British style beers. Uh, it's, it's really cool to see um, you know the kind of the, the entire range uh, of, of, of breweries we have here just in the San Francisco city limits. Yeah,
3: I definitely second that. Great, you know the brew community is locally, and everybody um, you know they all, all maybe. Focus on a slightly different style, um, but it, it's just everybody seems to work very well together and you know, give each other a hand when they need it. So that's been really encouraging and it's totally helped us get get off the ground.
1: Have um, have some of the um, you know, bigger brewing companies up north been receptive to, or have you guys like interacted with them at up all, up or is north? it more yeah, like in the um, Petaluma area?
3: Lagaditas probably does not really know who we are, yeah, yeah. Uh, except for their one sales rep. Yeah. Right. Um, but no, I mean it's really more about the the, the breweries the local, in the city. Yeah. I mean, you know, Magnolia is very well established and been here for what twenty five years or so, um, and they're not too big or well established to give us good advice when we ask. Um, so it's really just it's really just about the the, the local uh, the local presence, I think.
4: Yeah, I think part of it is too because you know, you know, we're really focused on you know our place. You know, you know, the smaller breweries generally. You know, we're selling direct. There's less of a sense of competition. It's not like we're competing for you know wholesaler, you know, kind of mind share or shelf space or anything like that. You know, we're really offering you know kind of you know different beers and kind of a different experience in each of our own spots, which I think makes it feel like less competitive as well.
3: The great thing about having fourteen handles, where we're putting on our own beer, but we also have a lot of great um, guest beer, and we put only Bay Area, uh, well, almost only Bay Area local small breweries on our guest list, um, so that allows us to support support the local other local breweries while still making our own beer.
1: What's each of your favorite beers that you guys make?
3: Um, well, our beers really change up a lot. We like to experiment, brew new beers that we've never done before. They might be a one-off, or if they're hit, we'll bring them back. Um, I would say my personal favorite of what we brewed so far is the Hand of Doom Black IPA.
1: Sounds intense.
2: <laughs> <laughs> in a good way. I, think. I like the Black IPA as well. I also really like the uh, the Rye Lager that John and ben did in collaboration with Harmonic. Uh, it was our first collaboration beer, which was fun. Yeah. Uh, but it's also just like really well balanced, easy drinking. Unique in that it's a rye rye lager, like well rounded beer all around.
5: Yeah, I, I enjoy both of those beers a lot. Also, um, I think maybe the one that stands out is the Island Time. Uh, it's a pale ale. Yeah, that one was just really, uh,
4: you know, fruity and refreshing. What's
3: Appropri- next?
1: Appropriately named. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> so I'll say I, li- I like all three of those beers, but just to add <laughs> another one of the mix, um, I still continue to love our um, lemon basil saison. It's um, the beer that ben and i have probably brewed more than any others um it's the one we you know kind of really have been honing it on and um it's also you know still our most popular beer um and i don't like it just because it's popular i like it because it really uh, is unique uh, um, and it's also you know very dry and and i think works well um, with food as well so yeah, yeah. i
3: would we john and i have brewed that and we've been working on it for really years tweaking the recipe until we got down to exactly the way we like it and um, i think it's reached Really exciting to, to see that um, now and how well it's received. Like just last night, we had some people who came in. and Unfortunately, we just you know kicked it, it the other day, and they're like, "Oh man, we just you know came all the way here, just we really wanted that beer." You know, they found something else that they liked, but it was it's really cool to to know that something that we've been working on for so long is is really like gaining a following, which is pretty cool. Yeah.
1: Maybe it'll be the new Pliny the. Younger. <laughs> Pliny the who? <laughs> do you guys have any plans to do, you know, a larger scale brewery in the in the future, or do you like kind of keeping it, like how Magnolia has and sort of build that cult following locally?
3: Yeah, I think we definitely like to move into larger production and distribution. Uh, it's definitely not in the short term plan.
1: Of neat then that you guys started with the restaurant group hub I, I mean maybe this is more common than not but it seems like more more times um it starts with just the beer for a while and then the restaurant's kind of tacked on so it's kind of neat that you guys have sort of started all three the, the cocktail program the beer and the restaurant at the same time that said it sounds like you
3: Personally, that's where we had the most experience. And um, we, we realized that you know, maybe just coming straight from home brewing and trying to compete really with just just our beer, um, we wanted to you know, hedge our bets a little bit and, pr- and provide a really full experience. And we're able to, to get help on the other aspects that, you know, that we really didn't have the experience and the knowledge to execute. Uh, so fortunately, we um and really great bartenders to work on the bar program and Max with the with the kitchen. And it's it's really you know exceeded our my initial expectations of what, what we could really do.
1: Smart. It's kind of like you're moonlighting your long term beer plan with kind of a business plan that actually makes sense with the beer plan well, too. I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't say
3: we're moonlighting. I think that there's just there's now uh, eventually it's gonna be two separate tracks.
4: Yeah. Interesting. But also, you know, I think Ben and I both, you know, um and Asia were talking a lot about. But Ben and I have both, I think, really enjoyed, you know, what we're doing here. You know, not just in the brewery, but you know, working service, you know, being involved with the restaurants. For us, it's been, I think, incredibly fun, incredibly rewarding, and chance, you know, chance to really kind of, you know, learn some new things. And so, having done this, I wouldn't say that I'm gonna, you know, ever gonna want to abandon in this track and, you know, just a brewery. I think it's, you know, the intersection of, you know, beer and food, and of course, you know, everything else. Everything else really, I think, is what makes you know something really unique, rather than you know just having. Offerings.
1: So, what has been um, what's been the most challenging thing about having opened Old Bus Tavern and uh, being in its first year?
3: For me, it's been um, jumping into the restaurant industry and not having much real experience there. Learning a lot, you know, learning on, learning on my feet, literally. And in addition to that, a whole separate layer of learning to help manage uh, this business that I've owned, so they, certainly it's, I definitely could not even come close to doing it alone, so it's great having this team that we um, can shoulder the load with.
5: Um, I don't know, I think one thing we still kind of are, you know, challenged by consistently is um, just sort of the confusion of uh, what what we are exactly, because we are a tavern. It's, you know, sometimes it's hard to imagine that there's a restaurant experience um, to be had
3: Still fighting expectations.
5: It's
1: like not quite Tavern on the Green, but not quite like... <laughs> most Tavern? What was it?
4: Most, most Tavern. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Somewhere in between. Yeah. Um, I've had a personal challenge um, that's really been difficult for me the last year, which is my, my wife is in uh, veterinary school at UC Davis uh, in her first year. So, you know, um, she lives up there in Davis during the week and, you know, I'm lucky I see her about once a week. So for me, you know, the time away from, you know, family it's really been the most the most challenging thing something that of course you know it's allowing us to well pursue things that we're really passionate about so I think temporarily we can survive that it's been, it's been pretty tough.
1: Yeah that's always a challenge to balance family especially if they're not here.
4: <laughs> jealous, yeah I guess what really
2: what Max was saying um, just trying to people here they hear Tavern they hear that we have a brewery here and so they they come in and they want they think french fries um, but just trying to break down those barriers give people a new experience where you can come into a place that's brewing its own beer but then have you know kind of fine dining level food to complement it is um, it, it's something we've we've taken on and it's just so it has been a little bit of a challenge kind of breaking down that barrier but uh but it's been a pretty fun challenge
1: i've heard about the i read about the uh, old bus bus can you share a little bit more about that sounds really fun so what (laughs) can you share a little bit more about what that is yeah
3: so we um, raised some money on Indiegogo and we bought ourselves a company bus (laughs) it is uh, we've been using it for kind of like a utility vehicle Um, using it for uh, taking a couple catering gigs and you know serving at weddings things like that Um, and we are now about to uh, start the final uh, phase of the restoration we're going to get a nice new paint job and build out, you know, build out the interior. And uh, probably in about two months, uh, we will have it ready for a nice, nice cleaned up version uh, that will allow us to um, serve beer out of it. And we're gonna have some sort of uh, open flame uh, food program that we can run out of this and have uh, for catering events and parties and so, you know, then we're still, still ironing out the exact food offering, but that's what we're envisioning.
1: A good first year birthday celebration.
3: Hope, there so. You go. Yeah. Hope so. Yeah.
1: <laughs> is there some connection to why you called Old Bus Tavern? Old Bus Tavern. Yeah, I think
3: the old bus is really it initially came from. So John and his wife bought an old, that uh, West Valley bus, uh, Volkswagen bus, um, several years ago, right after they got married. <laughs> Seven years ago now. Seven yeah. years ago. Wow. Yeah. And uh, they they drove it out here uh, when they moved to Sam, to Oakland. And then we've been using it for camping trips, and ski trips, and all sorts of just you know fun adventures. And I think that we really wanted to reflect that the the fun and adventure and freedom um, of, of the the old bus lifestyle. We really wanted to reflect that in, in the customer experience here. What's
1: been the most rewarding thing about having opened Old Bus Tavern and seeing the you know your following grow and
3: for me it's uh, well two things um, getting to work with my friends is really awesome and just we sometimes you know we're working but it doesn't feel like working Um, You know, we're having a good time we're learning a lot and so that's great and also the second thing would be being able to share our creations that we've been working on so hard with the public and seeing really positive response to that is incredibly encouraging and exciting
2: yeah I mean most rewarding I mean just getting it open is pretty rewarding I think it's been you know it's been a dream of mine for a long time maybe since high school to open a restaurant so just you know opening the doors and having people come in you that know, was rewarding in itself and then then uh just like watching us grow and get better every week and really like we look back from six months ago to what we're doing now and it's like it's really evolved just keep getting better so that you know every once in a while i look at this growth that we've put in place it's pretty cool and then uh and then being like Ben was saying to be able to share that you know from my Family comes into town, friends who haven't seen in a while, and then you know the neighbors when they come in. It's like it's pretty special to be able to experience, uh, share something you've worked so hard on and your dream to share that with other people.
5: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, I would say the same thing. Just seeing where, like, kind of the uh, the landmark of uh, you know progress that we've compared to the beginning. It's pretty pretty unreal because we started from a really you know we started with a We started out understaffed and we, you know, have basically been understaffed until maybe like two weeks ago or something. Um, But yeah, looking at what we kind of like were able to, you know, slowly, you know, grow into doing
4: on a daily basis is pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I I can really just echo what these guys have said, you know, I mean, just getting the doors open after, you know, a year and a half of, uh, you know, uh, of of work was, was really awesome, uh, and then just seeing where we are now, it's, you know, we're almost like a completely different restaurant in some respects, but um, yeah, I mean, for me, um, you know, just uh, our very first brew day was was really exciting. Uh, you know, Ben probably remembers I was like shouting with joy the whole time. I was just really excited to, um, you know, make beer not just for ourselves and, and, and our friends, um, but to, you know, be able to share it with a, a wider group of people, you know, this thing we've been doing kind of, you know, in the dark for, for a long time, to, to really be able to do it and, you know, um, and then from there, just the way the brewery has you know has progressed and our beers have gotten better has just been really, really exciting. Yeah.
1: What's the first? What was the first brew day like? It sounds really well,
4: fun. Um,
3: <laughs> well, the very first brew day was pretty hectic due to some equipment failures. Yeah. Um, beer basically was ruined um, due to some like mechanical failures that we I mean, eventually we you know, ironed ironed out quickly. Um, but the first you know, keeper brew. Was, uh,
4: no, I was I was pretty excited during that first brew up until the solenoid <laughs> failed. I was I was still having a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. But yeah,
4: you know, but no. It's, uh,
3: but yeah, getting our, our first batch of lemon basil saison, uh, you know, cranking out three and a half four, four barrels of that um, that we've been making on a five or ten gallon scale for years and years was really cool and exciting.
1: And that took place here in the right,
3: yeah, right here in the brewery. Yeah,
1: that's great. Yeah. Well. Thank you all so much for taking the time to talk, Of course, thank and you. Thank you. happy almost one year anniversary yeah, to thank see you. the old bus, bus yeah. out on the
0: street. Yeah. So you never know, that bathtub brew you've been working on in college just might turn into a full-fledged bustling restaurant microbrewery. On the next episode of Menu Stories, we head back out to Oakland across the bay and meet the chef behind Oakland's newest ramen spot, Itani Ramen, right across from the Fox Theater. Stay tuned. Subscribe to Menu Stories on menustories.com so you can get the next episode delivered to your inbox. You can listen on our website, iTunes, and SoundCloud, and be sure to find us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and Instagram. Special thanks to Siska Marcus, Menu Stories Assistant Editor and Producer, and Patrick Wong, our videographer. I'm your host, Rebecca Goberstein, and until next time, happy eating.